Hi everybody, my name is Misha, aka Refilling My Wallet. And my name is David. And this is Thicker Bread. Alright, we're back. We are For real. back. I feel like we keep saying we're back because we're... We've been s- back. Yes. But we're inconsistent. We're working on it. Yes. It's just, um, our kid was sick again. If you have <laughs> um, kids in daycare, or if you know what a child in daycare is like, then you understand. It's just... This one was weird, because he got sent home from school. Yep. But he wasn't, re- like, He got, like, us, sick at school. Yeah. Um, without being too graphic, because you might be eating cereal right now. <laughs> um, but it was... It, he was fine. Like, he was totally fine. But because of how daycare rules are, he had to be sent home for 24 hours, which meant, like, I barely got any work done. So then at night, I was trying to work, which was the night we normally record. And we just didn't have it. We just didn't have it. Yeah, we, um, didn't, we we started an episode, but we didn't like it, so we didn't want to put trash out there for you guys. So that's why there was a delay. Trash. I just I didn't love how negative it was, and coming off of the student loan episode, which was like <laughs> pretty pretty fire, pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was like, let me let me simmer down. Let me simmer down. Um, I think this won't be much better. I think so, too. I'm really excited about this one. Me, too. Um, Okay, but before we dive in, let's talk about, you know, a couple of hypothetical scenarios and situations, because I love these questions, essentially. All right, go ahead. Okay, so I was driving to meet a friend for brunch on Sunday, and I saw, like, money (laughs) rolling in the street, like paper money. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't stop. But how much would it have taken for you to stop? I think when you told me about this, you said there is like not traffic or there something. Was no like you traffic. could you could like stop you could and easily, you're not gonna like, hold up. You'd people. have to pull over, like right, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was like you know, in Grandview, which means nothing to it. Oh, Grandview, but, that might be a hundred dollar bill. So, how much? Like, would you have just stopped even if you couldn't confirm? I think it was Ooh. more than a dollar. Like, for sure, it was... Okay, so you were close enough where you had a slight idea. I knew it was money. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I would have to, like, confirm $20. $20? $20. I'm it pulling over and getting that. It might have been I, I mean, I, that's I, lunch for a day or two. Like, a third of my gas. <laughs> I said... Well, initially I said 50. If I could confirm that it was 50, I would pull over and take it or whatever. But then I thought, like, what if this is a ploy to, like, carjack me and kidnap me? Not me, but in this, whoever pulls over, basically. (laughs) And so I ultimately wouldn't stop unless it was, like, a Brinks truck that, like, tipped over. So you're going to rob a Brinks truck? Yes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm not going to rob a Brinks truck. I'm it's helping. It's not just free money if a you Brinks think truck the, the Brinks tips truck over. person is going to just be able to, to take all of the money before it blows away? Well, maybe go down a block, and if it blows to you, nah, go, go ahead. Listen, first of all, a Brinks truck... A Brinks truck is one of those trucks that, like, collects money. Um, if, if a Brinks truck tips over, I guarantee I'm not going to be the only one there... Scooping Man, up money. they got too many video cameras around nowadays. They're gonna see you, and then you're gonna be arrested. And I'm gonna be raising Ellington alone. And you're gonna say, "Where's my mama?" If a Brink truck tipped over, and I mean thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars is I'm blowing not touching up. It. You aren't touching. Nope. Wow, you're better than me. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I'm not touching it. Nah, it, I would no, put my. Worth, I would put a face mask on, and I would be scooping it up. As fast you know, as I could. That probably makes me you know, a, you a got, bad person, immoral, unethical. Let's just hope this never happens, because I'm not gonna bail you out of jail. What if it was uh, like you knew the money was coming from like the bank? I mean, I'm not a big fan of banks, but <laughs> either way, stealing is stealing. No, I disagree. Okay. You think right. stealing in all scenarios is wrong? In this scenario, yes. <laughs> I disagree. Wow. Well, I guess uh, if fate tempts you, we'll see what happens. Well, hopefully a Brinks truck doesn't tip over. I mean, I feel like that probably isn't going to be good for anybody. Also, they're, they're probably pretty sturdy and don't fly open the doors when they, they tip over. O- well, okay. When I say tip over, I mean like somehow it the money is released. I hope the Brinks driver is safe. 
Uh huh. You probably clubbed them. Honestly, on the head. though, they probably carry like ginormous weapons. So they carry a pistol. Okay, but a pistol can only hold like six bullets or something, right? Eight. Okay, not that type of pistol. Usually, they carry like handguns. Okay, eight. Uh, like nineteen. Nineteen. Depending, depending on the gun they have, ten, twelve, up to nineteen. That seems excessive. Um. <laughs> well, they got you trying to steal the money. <laughs> I feel like three is enough. Right. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. My other question that I've been asking people and like super intrigued to their responses. And I could maybe pull up examples because it's kind of a complex question. Um, like it's not complex, but it's, it's okay. Just ask the damn question, Misha. Um, if you could have a mediocre superpower, what would it be? Now, okay, let me clarify here, because I feel like this is where people get confused. I'm not saying, like, you can't fly. Like, you can't be like, I'm going to fly now. That's a superpower. You can't say, like, I'm the Hulk. I'm super strong. Superpower. Like, okay, let's say you're short, and you're like, oh, I wish I could just levitate, like, two feet off the ground so I could reach things. Mm. So, like, really, what are you going to, what's that going to do for? Yeah, you're not going to, like blow people away with that well you i mean kind of but like you're not gonna you become a billionaire because you can float off the ground okay do you have any do you need um some more examples i think i got one you're gonna yell at me for this one but like like low level telekinesis so i can't pick up a house but i can pick up things like 50 pounds or less with my mind no that's a real superpower Low level, low level. It's not that extreme. Okay, let me give you an example. I'm not a Jedi. So if you could maybe move something like a foot, you could move some anything, 50 pounds or less, one foot. Eh, not worth it. Okay, an example. Your fingernails never stop growing at, like, or they stop growing at the perfect length, and then they never break. <laughs> so, boom. The power to wake up without feeling like shit. Ooh, I do like that um, one. Um... Okay, okay, okay. Could this be one? Um, like, unlimited energy? Like, what if I could just, like, stay up and not have to sleep? I feel like you're kind of cheating here, man. Always hitting green lights. Okay, okay. These are... Mm. Minor, like, mid-mediocre. Mediocre okay, okay, best. Okay. I got one, I got one, I got one. No traffic. It just like parts like the sea. Fine. There you go. <laughs> Someone said the ability to talk to animals so they can understand you, but you can't understand them. Mm. So you could be like, I'll come back, dog. And your dog knows. Ah. But like. It's part Dr. Doolittle. Part. Okay. <laughs> so, well, Misha, what's your mediocre superpower that you wish you could have? <laughs> David, thank you so much. It's Sorry, so- I second guessed on mine. All right, what's yours? The traffic one? Is that your final answer? Because moving things one feet might be useful. Mm, I'm going to stick with the traffic one for now. Fine. Okay, so mine would be to be able to go back in my mind and see, like, the first time. Oh, my God. There's a huge spider right there. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's on my headphones. Hold on. Pause. Okay, sorry guys. There's the world's biggest spider that like just crawled behind David, and I I literally have never seen a spider that big, and I used to work in pest control, so. Now I'm like all itchy. I feel like spiders are crawling on oh, me. Oh, it was huge, and it probably laid like a thousand eggs somewhere. Do too. not say that. Do not say that. Okay. I don't like spiders. Um, would you like to ask me the question about my superpower? Okay. All right. So, what is your superpower? <laughs> okay, so I'd like to be able to go back and see like when we first interacted but didn't know because we went to high school together yes Ah. so we went to high school together and we went to the same middle school and we grew up in the same city so there are is a very likely chance that we were at the same event maybe you bumped into me maybe i dropped a piece of paper and you gave it to me maybe we were in we had to have had one class okay maybe not but we could have had one class that was similar i tried out for basketball in the seventh grade and you probably also tried out for basketball because you were on the team, right? Yes. So we were definitely in that gym together. 
Dang, that is crazy. So I just want to know, like, what if I could have hated you? Could have been the meanest guy in the world to me. Um, seventh grade, I don't think I was all right. I just, I want to know, like, I wish I could go back in time and see, like, all the times we were in the same vicinity together, and like, you know, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I just want to see like so many things from like our history, you and me. And I can't. Like, there's no, I, there's nothing I can do about that. Like, I can never see that. And what, is that doing anything for anybody? No. But it's way better than my me. traffic one. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, before we get into our main topic, I want to talk about shame and money because it's going to lead into our main topic. All right. So, I was, um, listening to Tiffany Alice on like a live video. She was like talking with some other person and I'm like listening and working. And she says, shame shields solutions, mm. which means like if, if, if you let it, shame will essentially stop you from coming up with any solution for the problem you're feeling shame about. That's, yeah, I, it's sort of blah. Yeah, I can see because that. Because you're so focused on being shame, shame, shameful or embarrassed or like getting yourself down about whatever it is the problem is that you can't even like think of a way to like solve the problem. Yeah, you're sort of blocking yourself you're so or it's, cutting yourself off from that crazy. thought. It's crazy. So I felt like that is 100% true with us and our like journey why well, to elaborate? so there were times like when we were living in california where I, I would get paid and we would do the budget or you would get paid and we would do the budget and we'd look at everything and there was not enough money to complete the budget that we just set up yeah let alone do anything else so we're we're starting payday in the negative and I remember so many times just doing the budget, crawling in bed, and going to sleep. Until someone was like, hey, do you want to go spend money? Sure, we like, got credit sure. cards. We don't, have, we don't have any money, so what? what's another, you know, swipe of the credit card? And so, like, instead of coming up with a plan, instead of going to side hustle or selling anything in our house or seeing where we could cut or calling the bill places and being like hey can i pay this next pay period i did nothing yeah i was so embarrassed and so filled with shame that i was like hopeless i was literally hopeless you know i think there's the shame part too and then i feel like we sometimes sit around and be like ah when i get that promotion ah when i get that pay increase like you sit there and just think that it's gonna ah, it'll resolve itself and that day may come yeah but you're sort of just sitting around waiting for it not being proactive which that's like a whole a whole another problem which is like a lot of people will say oh i'll budget when i have more money or i will save when i have more money but what she said regarding like shame and like the negative connotations around debt just like refuses to let you do anything until you get over the shame you feel you're not going to make any progress towards your goals it's just it's impossible because your shame is such a powerful emotion that it will shut you down and i feel like it did that for us or at least for me well yeah i think uh part of it's a not only financial but it's a mental battle you have with yourself yeah so yeah it's uh (laughs) There's there's a lot to it. I mean, yes. So, into that, going into that, um, Tiffany Alice um, posted on her Instagram, hey, I have a Netflix special coming out. Now, Tiffany Alice is also known as the Budgetista. She is an incredibly influential financial educator. She's a New York Times bestselling author for um, the book Get Good With Money, which teaches you like how to literally get good with money how Mm -hmm. to get your financial shit together and she's talking to you like the friend you need to talk to you like i love that book i recommend it to anyone who's trying to figure out their financial life is it very basic or does it go into sort of some more detailed concepts i mean i feel like it's 
it's great for beginners okay, or like okay. people who are like starting out. I think it could be a good refresher for for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I feel like so many people have no idea where to start, or they feel like bogged down by shame and embarrassment. And she literally talks about how like she was. Three hundred thousand dollars in debt in two thousand and eight. She had to move back into her parents' house. She had nothing. She lost her job. Like it was terrible. Three hundred thousand. Yes. What was that? Student loans, obviously. Student I'm loans, sure. credit card. Um, I I feel like her house was somehow a part of it. Oh, she got involved in some like scam. It was just it was a lot of things. She, she is what a teacher before that. She's a preschool teacher. Okay. And so she literally built this brand about getting your financial shit together before she really even fully had hers together Hmm. so like she was like doing stuff and getting it organized and and her friends would see her and they'd be like oh man you've got it all together you know exactly what you're doing and she's like i mean i lost every like i lost everything and i i'm trying to get it together and i am and they were like you need to teach this like you're a teacher teach yeah so now she's probably one of the most important topics that she could ever teach i agree i agree so she she um did it and now she's i mean she's absolutely amazing she's i just i love her i am a huge supporter of her in any way i possibly can so when i saw that she had this documentary coming up my first thought was i need to watch this right now as soon as it releases and then my second thought was we need content for the podcast so I said, let's wait, and I'll watch it with David. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. So we watched it yesterday, Yep. and then we went to bed, and David tried to talk slightly about it, and I was like, do not talk to me about this. We need everything fresh for the podcast. <laughs> so we have not discussed anything about that. Maybe we said like two words, a couple gasps here and there, and cheers, but we haven't discussed anything. So now we're about to talk about it. So this is... It's likely going to be a spoiler, but like most, you can still watch it. And, you can still watch it, but yeah. mostly it's going to be it's going to be us talking about the podcast or the the documentary, which is called "Get Smart with Money," which is only like an hour and a half long. So if you don't want us to spoil it, check it out before <laughs> listening. Yes, yeah, yes, and then yeah, come talk to me in my DMs. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called "Get Smart with Money." It's absolutely amazing. So the whole. It's not just about Tiffany, <laughs> um, which is kind of... I really like how they did it. I love... So basically, there are four financial uh, educators, coaches, um, figures, yeah. basically. Uh, it's Tiffany Alicia, who's the budget nista. Ross Mack, who's I'm Ross Mack. These are Instagram handles. Paula Pant, who's at Paula Pant. And then Pete Adeni, who's Mr. Money Mustache. And if you're in... The finance community then you kind of know like mr money mustache is like the fire guy the frugal fire guy i was happy i knew three of the four you I, knew three of them well i knew the one lady because oh, she Paula. talks about uh crypto i've seen her in like a crypto video i swear and then obviously uh mr money mustache yeah. and then um tiffany well what's crazy is like tiffany has like five hundred thousand followers on instagram and the other ones have like maybe fifty thousand, hmm. and i'm just like i just i just love her i want to support her in everything i can um i just think it's it's just amazing she's just this girl who you know got her shit together got her, got her shit together <laughs> and she's she's good so okay so basically these four people did like a giveaway on their platforms and said i will give you a year of free coaching like free financial coaching from me this genius all you have to do is send in a video about like why you deserve it and so they had four groups of people and four of the financial coaches for lack of a better term and they paired them all up and they they followed them for a year on this thing yep it was was very cool i sort of uh we unfortunately got too late to record last night, but we were both like all smiling yes, and everything going so to bed. Cool. It was really cool. So basically they have um, the one girl, what's her name? Lauren? Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. They have Lindsay, who's just literally trying to get her financial shit together. She makes 4000 a month. She's working two jobs. She has no health insurance, but her bills, well, we're going to talk about them in order of people, I think, right? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So we'll talk about Lindsay first. So her her bills 
um, are like negative what she's making basically or very close to it like her income her income is not enough for the amount that she's spending yeah um she has zero in savings no health insurance um and she has no idea where to start and so she's paired up with paula and her focus basically is to get her feet under her and build up you know get her on the right path to financial success yeah and Lindsay, she was very much like i'm an artist i want to do something with my art yes and as a like career side right. hustle or something and, with art and her two jobs were like she was like a waitress and a, and a bartender or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah yeah so um okay let's talk about Lindsay. first um, of all i guess i'll start talking. Yeah, go ahead <laughs> go ahead um it sickens me that one in five americans can't afford health insurance like i hate that that there are one in five americans who cannot afford health insurance she's literally sitting there talking about how like she has anxiety she's depressed she needs like therapy therapy or or medication and she just can't afford it i don't even like i'm not gonna dive deep into this because i could go on this forever but like it sucks yeah i uh because she's working in the service industry industry. i think she's she's at 50 hours a week yeah but it's if she's working like part-time like the health insurance might not be enough which basically is what paula told her like you need to get another source of income to fund your health insurance correct yeah which sucks which (laughs) uh which we've sort of talked about this before it's sort of bittersweet though because do we also want to leave that the hands of the employers which no but it should be affordable Mm. If that that's Which, my like why is it not affordable like she's working two jobs she's making four thousand a month well i think also too with um her situation one of the things that she like talked about was like doordash <laughs> and like eating out all the time she basically is like she's oh we're that. in the service industry so we don't want to come home and cook so right. she's spending a crap ton of money on that. a month yeah so it's like she probably could afford it but in the lifestyle when we meet her she basically said i couldn't afford right. it right which I mean, it's also understandable. I mean, she's working 50 hours a week, two jobs. Like, yeah, who wants she's to come trying to, like, grow in her career. She wants to do her side hustle. Like, she's trying to do things to better her life. And so now it's like, okay, well, once you're done doing all of that, go cook something. It's it's hard. Like, mm, I mean, even us working it's hard our jobs. Yeah. We almost went to Chipotle today. <laughs> but mostly I didn't want to leave. So, okay, go ahead. I cut you off. But it was mostly about the health insurance. Um no, that's that's mainly what I was saying. Uh, you know what? I like the approach that Paula took with her, and because it was very much focused on okay, side gigs. You cannot afford to quit your jobs. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things she recommended, which I thought was like it blew me away when I heard this, was uh, so the lady's artist. She's like, go to a dog park. She has a dog. I'm pretty sure Lindsay. She likes dogs. She likes dogs, or does she, she have? She doesn't a dog? have a dog. She okay, either dogs. way. She used to walk them. Ah, okay. So she is like, go to a dog park, sketch somebody's dog, and walk up to him and be like, hey, you know, I made the sketch of your dog. Also, I walk dogs on the side. Like, that was so cool. Like, you know, it, like probably a lot of people threw it away or whatever. But I mean, if she landed one two three you know yeah. paying frequent customers i mean that alone you know 20 30 bucks extra a week you know here you go you're you're doing something and that's yeah. something she enjoys like i don't know i just heard that suggestion i was like that's something i would have never thought of i feel like that is is such an important thing that people don't realize like your side hustle can be something that you really like to do like something that you're really passionate about and it's just you kind of need like that idea is so simple but like to think of it people don't necessarily think outside the box they think well i'm an artist i can't do anything blah like these are my only options but it's like no there is so much that you can do with the skills that you have but people just don't and it's hard it's hard to think like how i'm a teacher right i don't this is what i do like i don't know what else i could do well you might be able to tutor you might be able to post things on teacher pay teachers which is like a site that people can get like mm. like worksheets or like activity yeah. or lessons plans or whatever from so it's just to have that ability to think outside of the box is really what's going to help you make money yeah and i think this is great this is where like 
these people are the pros you know they probably see several people and they have had a chance to find things that are Mm -hmm. outside of the box so you know following these people on instagram you never know what might come and honestly with the side gigs it all it really comes down to is like is somebody willing to pay you for what you're doing or what you make that's all that matters like which which happened to me i literally was talking about for thanksgiving i um i'm a tad anal retentive and a tad type a so i refuse to let anybody else cook for thanksgiving um so i do it and the way i get away with it is i promise that the food will be good and the food will be done on time which it is so i say two o'clock if you're there at 210 people are probably done with their first plates <laughs> so i would like every year i wrote out everything i need like every like the grocery list i write out the the what are they called recipes, recipes. and i tape them up all over the kitchen, kitchen. and then i just follow it boom i followed i made a timeline i would make the timeline it's it's not hard to do if you're like me if your brain is like me it's not hard to do and so someone one year was like you should sell that and i was like nobody wants to buy this people wanted to buy it like i sold hundreds yeah of digital like i i made it really nice um it's like a an e-guide for how to make thanksgiving it has a grocery list which is organized by the section of the store so like produce middle aisle dairy whatever (laughs) it's got um a timeline which is color-coded so that if you don't want something that's on the um recipe list or the the meal plan you just don't do that color and it's every you could one girl like laminated it so that she could have it every year and then you're, it was 10 bucks. And like, I made a good amount of money. I totally that. forgot you did that. Was that last year or the that year before? That was last year. Okay. And it was, it's just like. So something like that. Like, the, you love cooking Thanksgiving. You have this idea of where you write this stuff out on like 10 pieces of notebook paper. You hung them up literally on the walls for every Thanksgiving to do this. And somebody's like, that's a great idea. And you did it. Like, you created this beautiful guide. And. And sold it. <laughs> I marketed it and I sold it. And you know what's great about that, which sort of reminds me of Lindsay, is like, so Lindsay, she would like draw pictures and stuff. Um, and she's like, oh yeah, like once I draw them, I have the digital file. So she's like, it's real easy to go to, you know, wherever, get it printed Printing. and I can resell, uh, sell them. And I'm like, same thing with your guide. Like now that it's created, it took you a lot of hours to create that, but literally you can sell it every year. Sell it every, and I don't have to do anything. Yep, it's done so now. So like, it's essentially passive income right now. Yeah. For well, which actually it's getting close. Now, you might yeah. need to. I'll probably start promoting here, and next yeah, in October probably. Um, maybe I'll give a podcast discount if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> you get a little five dollar discount. Um. Okay. What else about Lindsay? You know what I really loved. Tell me. Oh my god, don't even. Paula said NFT. Yes, which... so artists can... An NFT, as we've talked about before, when David decrypted crypto, when he actually had money in crypto, and now he's a crypto... <laughs> yeah, some still. Crypto $5 air. Um, <laughs> she was like, you could sell NFTs. Like, make Your these artwork, into yeah. NFTs. So an NFT is a non-fungible token, which is like a digital Digital card, art, yeah. And you can um, sell it on the internet and people buy it because they have too much money. Which... Um, which I don't think she didn't say, at least over that year. I don't think she did the NFT route. Um, but it's just an option. But I yeah, mean, but I was... do like that, you know, nowadays that is literally an option. People yes. were selling art for, or NFTs for millions of dollars. Yeah, so. and I will never understand that, but whatever. It's not my money, I guess. <laughs> um, what else about Lindsay? I just, we were rooting for her. So we won't like tell you what happens with her, but... Um, we were rooting for her so so much like we would literally like if something not great happened we were like no and if something good happened we were like yes so that's what the as far a communication about the show as we or the documentary that we got but you know i think i we really liked her because like here's this person working 50 hours a week she's like she's trying she just has not been educated on budgeting cutting back mm-hmm. on this or that and not she was like sort of me i'd be very hard to create a side gig out of thin air like i just don't have that mindset yeah so you know once paula got her you you also you built this computer you could build computers and sell them i've thought about that or like just 
help people, coach people, tell them how to do it, make a YouTube video on it. I don't know, whatever, make a course, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I liked Lindsay because I feel like a lot of people can relate to Lindsay. Like yes, I feel yes. like because she was 27, so she's like right in the age where I feel like okay, you've been around out for a few yeah. years. You're like, yep, I fucked up my early 20s doing stupid shit. Now I'm ready to get it together. Yep, and she just like she wanted to get it together, and she just she really just didn't know how. Yep. Um, also, I think I kept seeing like Miley Cyrus in her. Oh God, yeah. And I was, and I, I was even like hearing it. it at is, certain I feel points. like she must be from the South or something. She lives in Texas, so. Is Texas the... Are we considering Texas the South? Oh, yeah. I guess. I don't really <laughs> consider Texas the South, but... It's its own entity. Everyone from Texas right now is probably like, what is wrong with you? Um, but yeah, so she... I just really like her. Okay. Yeah. We, we can move probably on. probably to the next person. Okay, so the next person... Tease! Oh, <laughs> okay, so Tease also had a soft spot in my heart. And again, we're not going to like ruin... We're not going to super ruin it, but we're going to talk a lot about it. So Tease was a, is a, whatever, um, professional football player. And he, his name is Tease Tabor. And he was 21 and he, he basically grew up with like no money, like, like a lot of these like professional football players are. And he got signed at 21 because didn't he leave college early? Yeah, so I think he was playing for Florida, and he left when he was a junior, I believe. Yep, because he was, like, being... Yeah, they were ba- the, basically people were telling him, go to the NFL, to the this NFL. is going to be your chance. So they, they, he goes, Yep. and he gets signed for $1.6 million, and he's 21 years old. And get this, his draft pick, I'm pretty sure he said was 55, I think. Sure. I think 55, so... How many if you know there? if you know about the NFL draft, that's <laughs> how like many are there? that's like the second round. I forget how many rounds there are. Oh, I think because there's, like, there's only like there's like thirty teams. Thirty, yeah, there's thirty two teams. teams, and there's by the way, there's only thirty stadiums. So mm. that's a fact I <laughs> can give you. Um, but anyway, so drafted at fifty five, so second round, and he got signed for only one point six mil. Only. Well, he, think about it. number one draft picks. They get like. 20 30 mil that is disgusting <laughs> um okay so the problem with this is he was a 21 year old who grew up with no money had one point one day just had 1.6 million dollars boom had to give a bunch of money to his agent and his manager or whatever. taxes he said 40 percent taxes i think and he bought his mom a house he took some trips he bought his own house bought a bunch of jewelry and had two hundred and eighty thousand dollars left left before i feel like it was before his first or second year must have been his first year because he would have got 1.6 million dollars the second year too at least yeah so he basically in one year spent eight hundred six seven to eight hundred thousand dollars yeah with taxes and everything else so he works with ross mack which i felt was so amazing because Imagine him working with Mr. Money Mustache. Yeah, would not would not have been the same like uh, dynamic. Like they, I feel like this documentary did such a good job of pairing the people up with like who they would listen to, or like yeah. who could relate to them, or who could get through to them. Yeah, it wasn't just like here's Joe Here, Schmo, you know, go yeah. So they were. It was a diverse um, financial coaches, and it was a diverse group of people who needed help. Yeah. So Tease has a daughter and he's married. He's married. Um, and lives in what Florida or something somewhere yeah. hot. Um, and he had zero dollars in investments, and he had one point six million dollars at one. Well, you know, a check for one point six million dollars, and so his focus was to invest. His um, expenses. I almost shit my pants <laughs> when I heard his monthly expenses. Do you remember what they were? Twelve or thirteen thousand. Twelve thousand five hundred dollars. So yeah, I think with the house, I don't think he paid cash for it because there's no. He would not have had that down payment. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, so he teamed up with Ross Mack, and Ross Mack was like, "Okay, let's let's get you like investing because you need to like football is not forever. Like football cannot literally be forever." And I, I don't know what's wrong with my brain that I didn't like 
like I just kind of thought like oh they they play football and that's how they have money for the rest of their life I now understand why there's so many ex-football players who are like sports casters like I mm. get why Herbie is sitting up there on college, college game, game day. day and Michael Strahan is <laughs> Regis and Michael no Kelly and Michael or whatever it's called now. <laughs> yeah um that's probably not right anymore either. Whatever. Anyway, I get, <laughs> either way, I, I, get I was always like, why are these football players like doing this like side gig <laughs> for the sports world? In my yeah. opinion, it's like side gigs. It's because eventually they can't play football anymore because you're too old. And um, well, one one thing I Tom mean, Brady. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> one thing I uh, it, it was very interesting to see the football perspective because, like, yeah, I'm sure I could have researched it, but I just never I have. Did not. It all blew it, me away. Me too. So one thing that sort of I, I like knew in the back of my mind, but I didn't really think about, is like how he said it's one of those careers where when you go into the league, like after a few years, you peak, and then you just downhill from there. Yeah. Which most people, if they have a career, they go they up, grow. up, 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 up. You know, you're getting promoted. You're you know becoming bosses and everything so football or sports in general probably is one of those careers like you get to the league you know you gain skills and stuff over the first couple years and then boom it's sort of like downhill from there and like i think he was saying the average person at by the time they're 30 in the league so what like eight ten years in yeah they're like done their career is basically like done on the down slope so bad don't know what you're doing (laughs) with your money and if you're spending it and spending it and spending it you're gonna have no choice but to be up there on college game day talking to people. Yeah. Um, so the stat that pulled from the thing was 78% of NFL players face financial hardships. Like, because you're getting a lot of these people are going from limited money to no money, not all of them, but a lot of them, and then they come into money suddenly, they have no idea how to manage it. At which all. I, I they didn't elaborate into this, which obviously makes sense because this was not the point of the documentary. But I'm like, it's amazing that either the NFL or even the team owners don't have a financial education system when they come in. How is how it not like not and requirement do, to? But like, I, I find it hard to believe that they. If seventy eight percent, maybe it's changed over the couple of years. But like, either way, like it's just. I mean, it's shocking to me. Or even annual. Like, okay, you've been in a year. You see what you've done by blowing all that money. You're in year two. Like, a refresher. Like, an annual course of... A budgeting course. (laughs) Something. I'm sure some teams do offer it and stuff. But, like, because think about it, too. I feel like, yeah, these guys could hire a financial professional. But I feel like the financial professional, knowing that they're NFL players probably are charging a little higher rates than something they can learn on their own for free or but they take courses what's or. what's frustrating is there are people like t's being 21 in in the nfl is not abnormal i mean it's, no. it's like you know you're younger but maybe they're 21 22 23 you're still a kid you don't have any idea what you're doing really sorry to people who are 21 23 and i'm calling that a kid but you kind of are and Especially when you're in, you're basically a famous person. I mean, and then you, you have to figure out what to do. You're around all of these people who are like up and you, up and you, and you're like trying to maintain a lifestyle that you literally can't avoid because of the the people that you're around. You're around other millionaires. Some of them maybe know what they're doing, and some of them don't. But well, or it's one of those things too. It's like you're with the guys. Oh, we're gonna go out tonight. We're yeah. gonna do this. It's like. You want to go do that stuff, I'm sure. So, especially as a young person in the NFL, heck yeah, I want to go out and party, you know? It's also important to remember that 71% of NFL players, at least in 2021, were people of color. So, that's that's just another way that, like, the wealth gap can just, like, if if, um, the wealth gap is, is pretty large between, like, people of color and white people and the fact that like there was a stat in there it said like two two black, i got it i got it. thanks black people own less than two percent of all stocks exactly so which is crazy when they dropped that stat i was like <laughs> so if you think about that like then many of these people who are in the nfl are not coming from a world where they would inherently know money and so 
it's just it's just setting them up for failure which well i know we've talked about this before but just think about that it across the u.s uh what 70 some percent of people can't afford a 400 yeah repair or emergency yes um so i mean this is on top of that so like it's just (laughs) no investments and um but i really liked him a lot um he was really scared to invest oh yeah that was sort of interesting to so see. ross literally is like okay if i were you i would drop ten thousand in on an index fund right Mon- now yeah right now and he was like how about a thousand <laughs> because he was just like i don't want to lose it i don't want to lose it and so ross follows up with him in three months so the other thing ross did which i really liked is he laid it out like this for a tease he's like you have that $280,000 in the bank based on your living expenses and what you're doing. He's like, if you were, if you did not do it another day in the NFL, you could survive for two years. And I think that freaked T's out. That's yeah. why he's like, two years is short enough. I don't want to risk putting all this money in here. Stock yeah. market tanks, and now I'm down to a year and a half. But, well, so when he followed up with him, he's like, okay, how much have you invested? He was like, I set up the account. The end. And he was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. <laughs> I'm so scared. He's like, what if it goes down? What if the stock market goes down? And Ross is like, it's not what if. The, the stock market will go down. Yeah. That's just what Every happens. day it's going to change. And he's like, every day you're not putting money in there, you're losing more than if you didn't put it in there. Because of inflation, yeah. which I really like. So he really broke it down for him and, and just explained how to invest, like how to do it, why to do it. And then the thing that like just kind of warm fuzzy me is what he what tease did tease and ross did at the end is they go and they um find these kids and they're like hey let me explain to you guys about money and i and he like teaches them like hey like it's it's a very quick probably an hour or whatever he's talking to them but he kind of just tells them like you know you come into this money and you think oh let me buy these shoes let me buy this chain and then you have nothing at the end um i kind of want to do that you know, we sort of forgot to mention this, um, but like Tease, he got injured, which was part of the big deal too. Because it's like, even if you are one of these guys that gets drafted in the first round, yeah. you get injured, your career might be done. Because Tease, what happened is he got injured and he was not getting paid. Yep. So, so he was like literally zero dollars a week yeah. or a month, and then spending twelve thousand. Yeah. Um. Yes. Cool. You cut me off there, but. I'll okay. keep going. Um, so I want to do that. I want to like, that's like a dream of mine is to go and talk to like high schoolers, maybe college kids, but both, whatever. And like, just talk to them about money and how I would like to be debt free by the time I do this. Um, but how we were in $104,000 in debt and drowning because we we're trying to like go to live this life of fun. So I don't know. It kind of got me motivated to, to, get everything in order so i can do that and maybe in a couple years go back to my high school and just which you know i think that's the important part like let's be honest you do tell kids this stuff probably not gonna listen but if you tell them enough you're gonna plant the seeds and hopefully when that time comes they will remember it yeah that's the whole because i i started watching it and i'm like man these kids probably aren't even paying attention like they don't care but maybe it but might stick with one of them exactly you know? so i mean at least you know it might it might stick with them five years down the road like Honestly, you never if know. someone would have told t's like hey just invest ten thousand of this 1.6 million dollars like just do that like at the beginning who knows like where, mm. what would have happened like, people just people do not realize which that, that's like, one that i don't remember the exact number but that's one of the things he does he's like when you got in the league if you did this you would have had this amount of money yeah and t's was like damn <laughs> yeah but um i don't know people don't realize that like not investing is fucking you yep like it, it just is like you. even if, yeah even if you're not an nfl player just like the years you i mean there's other ways to make money but you know that's how it is okay we should probably move on to the next person yeah <laughs> okay i'm trying to like go through my notes and like delete them so that uh i can know where we are okay so then third person was ariana so her family is from the dominican republic um she's the first to go to college and her family like kind of lived a life where they were like we deserve it like we're in america we worked hard to get here we deserve it and they were like take out student loans do whatever you gotta do so she had a hundred and eight thousand in student loans she moved to an apartment in new york 
as a young kid, you know, 20-something probably, and she couldn't afford the apartment really, and she's going with her friends, and everyone's going out to $100 brunches, and I had a hard week, you know, I deserve this, blah, 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 that mindset. And then she had kids, and she was just like, I gotta buy stuff for them. And at one point, she's just like, I'm buying to buy. Um, so then she got loans to pay off her credit card debt to like get everything back in order, which then freed up her credit cards so she maxed those out again i know that feeling so i mean <laughs> at at one point she was like sixty five thousand dollars in credit card debt and she was like i'm always gonna have debt like this is just my life she had about a 300 dollar buff buffer in the money that's coming in and going out and she literally was like i just feel like a bad partner i feel like a bad mom Half of my take-home pay is going to debt. My husband has to work overtime to pay off this debt. And I'm just going, going, going. Yep. And who was she teamed up with? Your girl. Tiffany. Yep. She teamed up with Tiffany. And Tiffany was like, I get it. And Tiffany, I literally feel like they paired these up people up so perfectly. Because Tiffany was $300,000 in debt. And this girl was like one eighty or yeah. something like that in debt. And she's like, "I if my car breaks down, I'm screwed. If if anything bad happens, I'm screwed. I don't have any more money to do anything. And so Tiffany was like, put down the credit card. That's the first way to get yourself out of this hole you've dug is to stop digging. Mm-hmm. Throw the shovel away. And at one point, she's like, she's, you know, she's paying off her debt. She's paying off her debt. And she's, Tiffany was like, don't use the credit card at all like even if you can cover the expense don't use it and so she goes to target and she like buys things that were on her list or whatever and she's like i had so much anxiety using my debit card even though i know there's money on there i can relate to that feeling so much yes i used to be so anxious to use my debit card and i was like well just use a credit card because you know there's it's gonna go through and I like I would know that I had money in my debit checking account. When did you feel like this? When we were in like California, we're trying to get our budget. Ah. It, it was getting like we were at the point where we were getting everything in order. Yeah. And I remember like asking you like, "Oh, which card should I use?" And you were like, "The debit card." And I was like, "The debit oh, card?" Yeah, I remember. This. Are you sure? And you're like, "Yes." And so it's just it's a very weird feeling when you start having real money when you've just been using fake money for so long. Yes, uh, Tiffany made some great Tiffany, points. I'm like I have amazing. so many bullet points here. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I've been talking a lot. I did not think about it in this regard, but she's like, every time you use a credit card, you're taking a mini loan out. Like, think about that. Like, swipe. You swipe three times. You know, a week. You just took out three loans. Yes, and and if you don't pay it off. Even if something on sale, you're now probably paying what you say on average sixteen percent on interest. Yeah. So is it on sale still? <laughs> <laughs> you better have more than sixteen percent off. Right. So yeah, that was one really good point. I really like. I don't. I like this where she like said, "Can you set up five direct deposits with your employer?" Yes. And she had you know the five different funds that the money was going into, and yeah, so it was like um like dream savings um emergency emergency fund fund, spending housing spending and one other one and um anyways like if you are a person that really struggles with having that money in your bank account and you cannot control it Mm -hmm. this is a perfect solution for you because you don't even see it yep basically she's like your job automates the money for you yeah then you only use that one card for spending and the other like bills will just come out of the other account it it might seem like a lot of accounts for people but i see why it could work yeah me too like i tell you if i tried to do it i'd probably be freaked out a little bit yeah just seeing my money chopped up that much and going to all these different places even though i knew it would be good it still freaked me out a little bit yep. um but i mean for this girl it really worked and i i can definitely see how that can work for a lot of people yeah um Oh, the one thing that Tiffany told her, because she was feeling, um, what was her name? Ariana was feeling so like down about everything. She was like, shame doesn't say that you made a mistake. Shame tells you that you are a mistake. Mm, yes. And it's like, that's exactly why it's so debilitating. Because you're like, I'm crap. 
it's not like oh I made I messed up oops like let me work through it it's no I'm I am a bad person and you know, I shouldn't get joy from being better you know I think I can see this because think about it, debt is one of those things that it takes years to get out of usually yeah like so it's not just like oh yeah I fucked up like yeah go about my life like it takes years to recover that fuck up so you can sort of see why you're yes. like beating yourself up constantly but I feel like I could relate to Ariana the most. Like, I feel like I could, she just had so much debt. She had, like, eight credit cards. You know, I sort of, even uh, with you and, like, the shopping and stuff, it reminds me of, like, we'll be in the store and I'll be like, we're here for a mission. We got these five things on our list. And you're like, oh, this, this, this. And I, yes. They I think- literally showed Target. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Target. <laughs> I just get, like, mini serotonin when I see it. And she picked up a pair of pants. And I was like, I have those pants. <laughs> um, and Dave was like, I'm not surprised. Because yeah. it's just, it's, well, Tiffany broke it down. She's like, there are four categories that you need to think yes, of your yes. spending. Um, and this is like these are the bracelets that she has on her wrist, the green. Ones. I was wondering what those were. So basically, it says, "Is it a need? Is it a love? Is it a like? Is it a want?" So with spending, a need would be like things that you need to have for your like family to live a healthy life. A love is like if you had Oprah money, what would you do with it? It's like oh, I would go, I would go traveling, I would go buy a beach house, I would do this. But usually, loves are so expensive. That people just skip straight to likes, mm-hmm. which are like, uh, oh, I like this, yeah, I like it. And uh, she said, I think you'd like it for about six months, and then you kind of get over it. Yep. And then there's wants, which are basically like temporary satisfaction. Um, she yep, said that instant gratification that you really don't end up caring about. And so, what people end up doing is they skip over the loves and they pick likes and wants because it's temporary joy. And if you're not buying things in your need and love categories you're not living the best life with your money and if you're buying things in the like and want category like that you're not getting the most out of your life that you could be basically so her goal was to get her to get out of debt and stay out of debt you know i feel like thinking about us i feel like we made that shift you know early on when we lived in san diego we were very much in the i like it or i want it brunches Shopping, I feel like we're still like that, all this. Though. Well, I was gonna say where I think we've changed is maybe we're in the maybe we're in the love it with going on like the Irelands yeah, yeah. and the but, which but even that was sort of a little. We kind of did a lot of debt, not a lot of debt, but you know we added some debt for Ireland and did we really make it a priority? Again, I'm not super shameful of the the debt for travel because whatever was worth it to me. Um, don't don't be like me, but. I don't know. I feel like I could be better. I know but even, there are purchases that I have in this house right now that I bought in the last three months that I'm like, man, you idiot. Why did you spend money on that? Jane. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. So I think, but like now we're cash flowing some of these trips yeah. and stuff. So we've prioritized those over other yeah. things. But so I really could relate to Ariana because she was like, I grew up. I didn't learn about um, like saving or like how to spend money she said money was something to be spent and i could relate to that a lot and i'm not saying that like you know we're grown-ups now like figure out a way to learn about it which she is you know but i get that feeling of like man i didn't learn this i feel so behind i feel the shame that i'm an idiot when it comes to money and so to have that mindset well money is something to be if you got money spend it you know i can sort of relate this to this too because like uh, growing up, we had like newer cars. We had dirt bikes and all this stuff. So like growing up is like, yeah, spend the money. Like you know, our family we're pretty well off uh, initially. So like we did did things. And for my dad is a little bit different because we didn't go into any debt with it. But yeah. it's like I saw that spending aspect, but not knowing what he had to do to pay cash for this kind of stuff. Right. But Anyways, uh, the I I got two more things on Ariana okay. before we move then on. We'll move on. <laughs> this will be a long episode, guys. I hope you're hope you got a lot of cleaning to do or a lot of driving left. So these two are related. So she said, once you pay off your credit card debt, you don't have to be as aggressive with the student loans. Mm-hmm. And basically, her reasoning was 
one, they're usually lower, so uh, lower interest. interest rate. So she's like four or five percent. So that I sort of liked because yeah, that's definitely true. Higher amount probably. I do. But I feel like all of the financial people were like, "Live your life." Like, well, that's what that's the next point I had here is like she said, you paid off sixty or it was like fifty five or something thousand dollars in credit card debt. She's like start to enjoy yourself a little bit yes you still want to pay off your student loans probably quicker than they're gonna be yeah but like enjoy you've done this. a really good you've job done so good. far like be proud of yourself she paid off what fifty five thousand or sixty thousand or something in That's a year <laughs> oh yep my bad yep so but I it's mean, crazy i saw that and i was like holy she shit did really good and i feel like it was i don't know it's awesome i could relate to her a lot because i just i just get i get it i just I just get it. Um, okay. Next, Next uh, the last, the last group. Yep. They were with Mr. Money Mustache, whose name was Pete. <laughs> uh, so it was Kim and John, and they had two kids. And John basically lost his job and became a stay-at-home dad. And so Kim became the sole income, and she's a psychotherapist and women's empowerment coach. And so she basically has her own business, and it started off like. 85k to 150k and this year or the year that this came out she was like i mean we're gonna make three i will make three hundred thousand dollars yeah which is crazy it and is at crazy. one point they're literally like we're on the cusp of a high income and i'm like bro on the cusp. <laughs> <laughs> you are a high income like <laughs> but how much were they spending a month oh 13 grand 13 grand they were spending what was it in two thousand in shopping, like on Amazon, twelve hundred on groceries, and they're not—they weren't even paying for childcare. Yeah, three thousand was their mortgage, I think. Yeah, three thousand was their mortgage, and where was the rest of the money? I, I, I was like, I want to see their budget so bad. Yeah, they have like a Excel spreadsheet, and like it, it was intense. It's also a thing that like I feel like people can relate, like. You start to get money. Lifestyle and you scale creep. Up. You're like boom, 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 boom. Like what can I get? And she was literally like, "Oh, I'm just like buying whatever." Like I don't even know if she could t- say what she was buying. She's like, "Oh well, just boxes are coming to the house." So <laughs> yeah. Um, Mr. Money Mustache. He's like the frugal man. Like I, lit- he like bikes in the winter instead of having a car. <laughs> um, so his whole thing is fire, which is financial independence, retire early. And he's like, okay, if you want to retire early, which sounds like you guys do, you need to have enough money to do that. So they need enough money is, quote, is is determined as 25 times your expenses. Yes, your annual expenses. Your annual expenses. So their number was like 2.5 million to be invested. So that that number has to be invested. Basically in a brokerage account or retirement accounts or whatever. And then you can retire. Yes. What's our number? Uh, I have it here. So, um, based on, so our our expenses right now are roughly like sixty thousand, but that does not a year. Inc- yeah, but that does not include like um, like our fund spending. So, do you want the number with fund spending or without? With fund spending. With fund spending. So eighty thousand per year then is why roughly guess times twenty five. Times twenty five. This number's not too bad. Two million. That's so much money. We don't have that. <laughs> it's actually, like, it's a lot, but it's not that much. Because you know what's crazy? I remember as a financial advisor, like, for <laughs> people my age, Sorry. we were talking about, like, oh, yeah, like, probably six or seven million dollars. And if you're smart about it, no, you probably don't need that. Yes, but and honestly, your financial advising so, job. So, anyways, hold on. <laughs> With this, though, with the 80000 that includes Ellington's daycare. So if we chop that off, think about how much that number would what decrease. Would it uh, it'd probably be around the 1.6 number, okay. which is what our it would be if we didn't spend the fun spending. I feel like I can be retired by 40 if I try really hard. So what, 10 years? 10 years. Yeah. We could do it. If we, we would just we, we, scale back a little tiny bit. Well, that's one thing they said about John and uh, Kim. It's like he, they he, they are the perfect couple for this because yeah. their income and they're just wasting money on bullshit. Yeah. He's like, they're the perfect couple for fire. Yep. 
but I don't know. It's. But yeah. Oh, I uh, I never knew this before. But Mr. Money Mustache, he said his statistics when he like was working towards fire. So he said he made eighty thousand per year. I wonder if that is the peak or the average. I don't know. But anyways, he said, you know, I shot for expenses forty thousand a year. So his goal was basically to save fifty percent of his, his income. income. Yeah. So that's what they say. If you want to do fire, you basically have to save half of your income. Um, so basically, we need to be investing one of our incomes, and ugh, that'd be kind of hard to do yeah. at our current spending level. But I mean, but it's sort of crazy. It's, kind of, it's possible. It's just we need to. I don't honestly. I don't even think debt is our problem right now with this because debt isn't our biggest expense. Yeah, we. Our biggest expense is technically childcare. Yes. Technically. Yeah. It's more than our mortgage. It's more than our mortgage. <laughs> um, so I feel like I, John and Kim, um, I liked them. I think a lot of people could relate to them. I couldn't quite relate to them as much because basically, like, I don't know. One, I'm not a frugal person. <laughs> um, and they you know were they, but, like, they kind of had to, like, winnow down. You know, it's funny. I uh, One thing John said, he was like, he went into food saver mode. And I do that every once in a while. Like, we're going to eat everything in the freezer and cabinets. We're not buying groceries okay. until it's the gone. The difference between you and John um, is John from this show he does the cooking. And yeah, the he's shopping. a stay-at-home dad. So, so if I, you know, maybe I just need to quit work for like two weeks. And if you we can quit go work through. and you can do the meal planning and cook the meals and <laughs> still do bath time on your nights, uh, go right ahead. Um, but I thought that was funny because I was like, man, I, did, I do that too. I do think it's funny that any time you bring up retiring early, like in in real life, people think you're crazy like they think it's possible they think it's like not gonna happen you know and that's so sad because that's the mindset that we all have been passed down is you you work till till 60 yeah and it's crazy all retirement is is numbers it's math and people are starting to realize that and that's what these people who are doing fire yeah they just realize what their math is and you know even like with our number so um that uh that two million number that's still spending like uh three or four hundred dollars every weekend yeah. to do whatever you want yeah so well, and someone... i bu- and i threw in like some additional buffer for like a vacation here and there yeah so like it's not impossible jeremy did it um Jer- someone asked jeremy in and asked jeremy from personal finance club um he's a great course on how to invest this is not sponsored but um he someone asked him like oh do you ever get bored in retirement and he's like do you ever get bored on the weekends like maybe but it's still a weekend yeah at least i can make that choice so i don't know i at least having the option to retire early i would like to like one of the questions they ask is like where do you want to be in five years i think we should come back next week and answer that okay i'll give us time to think because honestly I'm sorry, I have not thought about it here recently. Yeah. And I'm sure it's changed. I Yeah, I feel like we haven't... We usually have, like, an annual conversation about where we want to be and, like, look at our goals. So you have it on, like, a sheet. Um, so we should look at that. Where do five years? Um, so we remember. Okay. This was a jam-packed episode. Sorry um, if we ruined the movie. Go watch it. Go it's real watch short. It. It's Please great. Please watch it. It's, it had me, like... I was ready to... Kick it into high gear again. Honestly. It makes me want to rewatch Playing with Fire, which is my one of my favorite um, fire documentaries. One of the two that I've seen. <laughs> um, I just it it kind of kicks you in the pants. It gets you back. It, it like, gets you excited, like ex- yeah, because you realize like you're. I feel like you can relate to if you're if you a spending problem or if you're a football player. Or if you're one of the other two people. That's where I think this did a great job. It covered so many covered, backgrounds yes. and aspects. Like, you could relate to any one of those people. I feel I feel like the, what it showed me was, like, basically everyone has no idea what they're doing with their money. They're just winging it. When we literally have the tools at our fingertips every day to figure it out. Or even if you think you know what you're doing. There's probably some improvements in there. But I don't think that anyone on this thought they knew what they were doing. 
I think they were just going with it. Like, who do you think Oh, anybody thought, on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. But I think... No, I'm just saying people in general. Like, even if you know, if you think you're doing good, you could probably be doing better. Well, it's kind of like with investing. Like, people think, oh, yeah, I invest, I invest, I hand select stocks, and I put them in. And it's like, here, sure, that's, that's a thing you can do. Or you can invest in an index fund, which would... Probably be... Be a more, less risky option. Yeah. Um, so, it's just... Yeah, if you have so definitely watch that. If you have not seen Playing with Fire, that's another great one. Amazon. That is a really good movie, and it really hit home with us because the people um, lived in San Diego. (laughs) So so kind of, we had roommates. They were living on a private island, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that one really touched home with us. And I like, I like it. So if you watch it, come talk to us or me. David's not on Instagram. Come talk to me in my DMs. Um, I would do on other people's business, but we're like over an hour right now so next week we will make something happen yeah we got uh well we'll do our five years we got the opp and uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll try we're slowly but surely gonna get it back on a consistent wednesday Wednesday. consistently inconsistent right now (laughs) so thanks for um listening and bearing with us Ooh, i have another topic i gotta write down for next week um okay so we don't have a sign off yet we'll figure it out um my name is misha you can follow me at refilling my wallet on instagram and my name is david uh let's get this bread